you guys do our San Diego game last year? Joe, I can't remember where I worked last week. They're going to go for it here on fourth and one. A lot of words, a lot of words. No snap, no play, nothing, ready? What's that Our count threw him off sides. Welcome to Hard Count, Fox Sports Australia's NFL podcast, week one He's excited. of football in the books. I am excited. I am Laurie Horish, and I'm joined by Melanie Danyashki. Hello, Lawrence. And Patrick Stack. Let's talk some football. We were told we can't Pink call him skin. Lawrence. So were we? Yeah. We can't. Only his mum can call him Lawrence. We've got to call him Laurie. Right. I reckon that this is a trick. I reckon he wants to be called Lawrence. Because you, if you oh, say that, you're only going to yeah. ensure that we call you Lawrence. Well, aside from <laughs> angry calls from my mum coming into the Fox Sports building, <laughs> shall we get to the big storylines from week one? What was that? That was aggressive. What? <laughs> that little audio clip. Oh, that we're professional now, aren't we? Yeah, very, very We've got much. So. Now. Okay, <laughs> got did we not give you the memo Continue. that that was coming? I don't read your memos. Okay. Go on, though. All right. I won't be offended by that. <laughs> Moving on. Just two games decided by more than seven points. This was very close in a lot of games. Could have gone either way. Four games decided by one yeah. point. It's incredible to have that big of a start to the season and. Awesome football, perhaps maybe that uh, the difference between the teams is narrowing just a bit, which makes for an exciting season ahead. I think so. I think you got some teams at the top that are generally regarded as elite, but the rest of the league, there's a whole lot of parity. One of the big talking points and a guy that got my attention was Oakland Raiders coach Jack Del Rio. Surely he's screaming out for black Jack Del Rio after that performance. I think I'm happy to anoint him that. I'm sure that's made its way around the Twitter sphere and the interwebs already, but black Jack Del Rio. <laughs> oh my. Uh, with the chance to tie the game, for those that don't know, with time expiring, uh, 34 to 33 with what should have been just your regulation point after conversion to come to send this thing to overtime. Nope. No, no, Blackjack Del Rio is going to... Oh, he's hitting on 17, Blackjack Del Rio. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's, the <laughs> 18 de- even, 18 Remarkable scenes. The dealer's got a five and he's like, no, 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 17, we're going, we're chasing 21 here. Hit. Hit. Goes for the two-point conversion, calls it. Derek Carr throws a delightful ball down the left sideline into the end zone. Michael Crabtree, two points, boom. Is The question I need to ask is, is he the official coach of the Hard Camp podcast? Who? Jack Del Rio? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, because we are that ballsy. Is that <laughs> your point that you're trying to make there? Sure. Okay. <laughs> is that we're degenerate gamblers? I know yeah, or are you saying... He's a degenerate no, from way back. No. no. Uh, there are, there are three, two gamblers on this table. I'm not one of them. She you likes to the roll man. the dice. All, All right. Uh, no, Jack Del Rio, I love the call. I think it was great. It showed a lot of confidence in a very young quarterback who is developing rapidly, showing a lot of metal um, in that position as well. So It ensures this overblown hype surrounding this Oakland Raiders team continues for at least another <laughs> week. I think they're completely overcooked. They've scraped past New Orleans. Uh, yeah, we're going to get excited about them for a bit, little bit longer. Mm. We are, and with a lovely head of hair like that, you know, something that you could see a, an aging Patrick Stack uh, fade into at some point. <laughs> can only hope to keep it. There's uh, plenty to love. Mel, what else you got for us from week was, one? Well, there was uh, your boy who you expected to do big things in week one. Well, he delivered Matt Stafford of the oh, Detroit Lions. Staff infection for in, everyone. Uh, in, oh, that's not good, though. <laughs> that's that's, that's a bad... Staff Feels that's good a, right now. Okay, <laughs> right. Oh, boy. Um, Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts, they were in a shootout, those two, and uh, Detroit getting over the line in the end. What did you make of his performance, Larry? Stafford looks so comfortable in the Jim Bob Cooter up-tempo offense that we talked about. Uh, they move it quickly. They've got the tools to execute. Amir Abdullah and Theo Riddick, both excellent uh, explosive running backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield. Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, uh, even Eric Ebron at tight end make up for a really... 
uh, sprightly. Mm. Uh, Amir Abdullah call. as well. It really improved on what he did last season. I suppose a bit of a disappointment for some. He mm. didn't quite live up to some of the hype. That Dealt was with a shoulder injury as well. So. Exactly right. And on the other side of the ball, it was good to see Andrew Luck look like the 2014 Indianapolis Colts <laughs> marching up and down the field. Andrew Luck reclaiming his throne as the best young quarterback in the league. But there's all these other young quarterbacks now. But not I many it was of the them weekend succeed. of the quarterback. I'm sure not we'll many get of to them that. succeed year after it's year, and, and he's produced the numbers. It? I think to to give him that standing in the right. league. I feel like a bigger emerging weekend for the quarterbacks. It you know, w- like last year was kind of a bit boring mm-hmm. in terms of quarterbacks. There's a bit of some sexy performances around. Yeah, a little too status quo for you last year. We got some yeah. rising ones. I think one that's got big questions to answer as far as his health going forward is Russell Wilson. Rusty. Managed to scrape away with a victory against the Miami Dolphins. There were a lot of people who would have picked uh, the Seahawks in their survivor pools as the guaranteed winner of the week and that thing only just got over the line. Mm, it's close. Big talking point. He... His ankle got clipped by Indomitian Sue. Accidentally. Accidentally, which is nice. enough, yeah. Improved form from Indomitian Sue, who his injuries right. inflicted on other players are definitely more of the deliberate kind. I think it's fair to say he's as filthy as a Nepalese busker. Yeah, he's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but Russell Wilson now in doubt uh, for the week two fixture. What does that mean for the Seahawks that both of you guys had making deep playoff runs? Yes, yeah, a big concern to me. Look, if that offensive line continues to put out that sort of rubbish, I think we're going to see um, our good mate Russell Wilson spending a fair bit of time on the sidelines. Good to see Sue back up and about. Does that, <laughs> is there any correlation for the fact that he's been on Ballers a little bit lately and that he's... Oh, what is what is the name of the restaurant he owns? It's um, called Sukasa. Sukasa, that's Sukasa. it. I'm not, I might be off Ballers. I might be out on Ballers, but yeah. We we'll, might have some good company. I want there. it to be good. I'm going to bring you I back. Like I rock. like that show. I'm trying to get around it, but yeah, Sue, I, I don't know. There's For me, mm. there's got to be parallels and the cleaning up of his image there and the fact that he only accidentally stood on Russell Wilson. But yeah, some big concerns for them. Um, and Pete Carroll, but I think if they can sort out that offensive line, they might be a shot. They still got it done, didn't they? Mm. They still got the win. The Seahawks did get it done, a team that did not get it done. The Arizona Cardinals against the New England Patriots, led by Jimmy Garoppolo, no Gronkowski, no Brady. Your boy Jimmy. Your boy Jimmy. Told you so. He has the tools. He's so hunky. He's uh, he's like a Disney prince, isn't he? Um, No, 24 out of 33. Passes completed, uh, 264 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Had a couple of turnovers, uh, one courtesy of former Patriots player Chandler Jones, now Arizona Cardinal, mm. So and got a bit of excessive celebration flag for that one. But uh, 15 yards, well worth it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, he would think so, definitely. No, I, I like what I saw from Jimmy Garoppolo and um, the Patriots. They managed to make do. I quite like Martellus Bennett. Did you catch it in the intro, how he introduced himself in his university? Marty, the Imagination Agency. <laughs> Oh, uh, the unicorn. I want to go to the Imagination form. Agency. That Take seems there, like a yeah. great school. Any more Patriots talk, and we might have to ship you off to the Imagination <laughs> Agency. But before we get there, I will say, 8 for 10 on third down. That's fantastic. That's the money down. That's where you prove your medal as a quarterback. Is this is this Garoppolo good, or is this that Belichick is a football Belichick coaching zombie is, who can uh, just walk the yeah, earth and destroy okay. all that is in front of him? I want to expand on that. Cannot be killed. This Patriot system offense... <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo looked very much like Tom Brady yesterday. He looked composed yeah. and calm, and, and receivers were open. Julian Edelman was screaming across the field on third down conversions. So, here's the question. Oh, I, I hope you're going where I thought Do we right. need to take a little shine off 
the consistent performance and you know elite tier performance of Tom Brady and look at this is this the Patriots system and and what Belichick has done from the top down and what their offensive wow. coordinators I have think done a sample wow. size of one is enough um, <laughs> let's get into it but it's not a sample size of one We've, it's a sample size of two in that Matt Castle did it and yeah, he okay. led a winning season under this under this system is this what this football team does from a head head down operation led by Bill Belichick but you go through the offensive coordinators do we need to look that Tom Brady is obviously one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but has he been placed in uniquely advantageous circumstances to succeed? There's no doubt. You come into a, a team like that, then then you are yeah, onto winning. Winning. No, I'm not agreeing with him per se. I'm agreeing to that particular point What's where he's here? like, is it in his is it his advantage to be in such a team? Absolutely. But Belichick would not have taken him if he didn't see parts of his game that he could use. So Belichick is a key. I wouldn't pay him all the money as well. He's very good at pissing people off, isn't he, Belichick? When they ask for big dollars, he's like, you know what? We've got the system. <laughs> Somebody else can Piss pay off. you. We'll find someone. He, he mm-hmm. just likes to win. That's how he gets paid. So what will happen if Garoppolo continues to deliver these sorts of performances? Speaking as an the NFL big danger, novice, I would be very, very worried. Him, well, he's got a couple of years, you think, to sit and wait till Brady does with his career. If he goes, say, for as long as Peyton did, he's got a couple more years. Brady's in him. thirty-seven. That's right. He's, hasn't he talked about playing till he's like 44 or something? And you insane? look at him and you totally think he could. He doesn't really. eat sugar. He doesn't eat fat. He doesn't eat anything Can fun. take a hit. Like for his build, he mm. surprisingly has Seven been quite years. durable. Um, but if, he, if Garoppolo wants to wait and is willing to wait, I think the rewards will be great for him in that system. But I Don't cannot, wait, Jimmy. Go I, get paid, I, I wouldn't be surprised. There was a line that a lot of people were saying after that game with that. He could really be. He's probably better than a lot of starters in the league right now, and he's a backup. So that might get a few people ringing up his agent and going, "Hey, absolutely." There's no, and there's no doubt that this is Tom Brady's job when he walks back in. No performance over the next three weeks is going to cause a quarterback controversy, but it's certainly going to have to uh, push New England's finger on on the button whether they're going to extend. And Brady went through it himself too, of course. So he would know. Anyway, enough of that. He'll be fine. Denver. We had the Super Bowl 50 rematch. Much anticipated way to kick off the season. Yes, we can't forget that. It does feel like a while ago now. But uh, Cam Newton can take a hit. That was what I took. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of uh, roughing the passer calls that perhaps got missed there. What do we think of that? Well, I think Carolina Panthers are are getting looked at, and the NFL is getting looked at uh, by the NFLPA. Uh, as to whether they went through the right protocol there. You know, we've heard statements that oh, people saw the vision, they looked at the replays uh, while there was uh, a bit of time to do that and decided, no, we don't need a concussion test. Uh, mm. But th- that's very Didn't questionable. Good, Not sure how Denver aren't getting looked at for some of the, you know, targeting and, and you know, illegal contact penalties that they got away with. A brutal, brutal game in terms of uh, the hits that Cam took. Uh, I think the smile was certainly less bright and shiny afterwards. And yeah. another game... Decided by a missed field goal uh, to finish just like uh, the Patriots win over the Cardinals. So we're seeing kickers playing a big role already. Uh, what do you think, Stacky? Are you feeling any further which way of about Denver or Carolina? I still think Denver will slide. Um, Carolina will too. Carolina will slide too. I, d- I, don't, I didn't really think about them going into last week's preview. Interesting, given that they were in the Super Bowl last year. Last year, I don't know. but the fact that they were what, fifteen and one and then lost the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they have to slide. They're not going to be that good again. Mm-hmm. I just think it'll take so much out of them. But Carolina showed they have have the weapons still. Mm-hmm. Maybe want a bit more from Jonathan Stewart, a bit more from Devin Punches. Kelvin Benjamin was great. Yeah, Kelvin um, Benjamin looks like he's not fair he to be a wide a receiver. He's a huge mm-hmm. human being, isn't he? He's just a massive unit. Um, Greg Olson, another solid receiver there. Um, it's definitely an opportunity loss for Carolina, though, for sure. Mm-hmm. They could have they 
should have sealed the deal on that one. Perhaps run out of puff at mile high. You know, Ooh. you saw them on the sidelines oh. sucking down the oxygen, oh. perhaps battling what to... What did you uh, think of um, Trevor Simeon? Here's my thing. Well, let's, let's put it back at you, Pat Stack. You, yeah. you came, us, came with us at the hunky quarterback theory last week, saying that hunky quarterbacks equate to successful teams. What are your thoughts on Trevor on the money. Simeon? Look at my look at my tips. Brock <laughs> Osweiler from the Texan Houston's tick. Garoppolo. <laughs> Texan Houston's woo. Tick. Winston. He was good. He's, I like him. He's good. Tick. It's a nice smile. He's a darling smile. He's sure he's a bit of a dog off the field, and he's not the greatest bloke getting. Sorry. Around. And does Trevor get a tick there? I missed that. Yeah, Trevor, Trevor Simeon. Pretty enough for you. Uh, he's very handsome. Okay. But, uh, I don't know about okay. his performance just Perhaps yet. Perhaps more boy next door handsome, not so much. Yeah, yeah. Walk yeah. down the catwalk handsome. Exactly. Okay. Maybe less hunky saying. quarterback. Right. And he failed first up. But it's, it's only, as I say, it's similar to the one, one game sample. Plenty of quarterback talk to get us going off the bat, which leads us very nicely into new kids on the block. Uh, we cannot go through our drop that we'd love to throw there to get you all dancing because that's still being looked at by legal upstairs. Thank you, but copyright laws. for the rookie shining bright... Can we get that stuff clear, can we? We will <laughs> do our through. best push to push it through. It through. Our lawyers are soft. Pack a scrum. <laughs> Have you found that? I find our lawyers <laughs> never prove anything. I'm, uh, I'm certainly not going to be taking on I've the people that decide... future view as a shock jock <laughs> in your later years. I really am. Okay. Uh, Carson Wentz, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Uh, got the start after we went through last week, the Sam Bradford trade shipped off up to Minnesota Vikings. So Carson Wentz steps into the Eagles, 29-10 victory. Now, it is the Cleveland Browns that he played against, Ooh, uh, which is a, you know, equates to you know, a college football defense. But did you see enough to feel confident that Carson Wentz is going to prove any doubters wrong and that North Dakota State is a fine football factory? Seems that there was a bit of an ebb and flow, isn't there, on the talk about Carson? And then he's come into Philly, won the won the got the the starting job, and uh, I think he has surprised. I think people are back on him now because he showed there was one pass that he threw. Um, Jordan Matthews in the Jordan corner. Jordan Matthews, that's Absolutely. who it was exactly right. That was a, that was a great throw. That was under under pressure. Read it well. Just dropped it on a dime. Absolutely. In the end zone. Hit Nelson Aguilar for another nice he sh- one. He showed movement in the pocket. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was throwing all different sort of throws as well, giving different looks and. And seemed quite confident uh, signal calling as well. Two of six when he got picked. Sorry, yeah, two, for 11 yards initially, <laughs> early in the day. Rebounding for 21 of 27, 270 yards and four touchdowns. I'm all in on Wentz. He's all good. <laughs> Any other rookies that caught your eye? Stackman, yeah. Mel. Yeah, new kids on the block. I like to look at Will Fuller, mm. wide receiver out Electric. in Houston. Um, you mentioned earlier, Pat, uh, linking up with Brock Osweiler, who seems to seems to be quite at home there by looks of it. I don't know if every, everyone really expected him to Have get you off been to, to such Texas? a Texas? It's great. It's a fantastic <laughs> yeah. state. A lot you of love, love for it. Texas. You, this guy. You got a lot of people guy. to love him. Oh, he, he goes, my sporting family. He puts down the, the headphones and starts singing that uh, Deep in the Heart of Texas but song. So this was their big MO, right? Like coming in to this season, they wanted more offense, right? Mm-hmm. So... Tick. Young Fuller you and Osweiler, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And it seems to be working. Add Lamar Miller at running back. 28 carries. Chicago over are terrible yards. as well. I mean, we Which, talked about using a qualifier with uh, Cleveland. They're not Cleveland terrible, but they're, they're a picture of mediocrity. Yeah. And they had Hopkins, of course, DeAndre, mm-hmm. one of the great, great receivers in this league. Um, so people might be thinking, oh, wait, now it's going to split DeAndre's looks. But it, it, it's advantageous for the Texans, ultimately. And Will Fuller has definitely shown that that he can he can uh, pull his weight on that team. DeAndre Hopkins being the expert route runner that he is and mm. contested catch maker. Oh, route runner. Yeah. Being the player that DeAndre Hopkins is and the style player that he is, having an explosive, almost Deshaun Jackson 
uh, plus like receiver in Will Fuller opposite. Perfect compliment. It is, it is. Perfect compliment. And that's that's the beauty of that pairing. 107 yards he finished with and a touchdown mm. of five catches. That's superb. Someone who didn't live up to expectations in the first game. This is big of you to say. The Zeke Freak. Ezekiel Elliott. He was good. Dallas Cowboys running back, taken number five. Four overall. Four overall. 51 yards, 20 carries, about two and a half a pop. It's game one, though. Cowboys obviously go down. Really looked rushed. Uh, That's not a bad pun, but really looked hurried in his runs. Didn't see the patience. I don't think Dallas did a fantastic job blocking for him. He seemed like the moment maybe got to him a little bit, which is unusual for a guy out of Ohio State. Mm. But really hurried, not patient. Did get in for a touchdown, which saved a lot of fantasy bacon. But... That he, along with the Dallas offensive line and the offense under Dak Prescott for now in general, need to show a lot more cohesion, I think, in, in my, how they execute. They were missing question. a swathe of talent, though, weren't they, Dallas, coming into this? Like mm. a ton of players out. More on the defensive side yeah, of the ball. How much does Tony Romo have to do with No, not, not so much say. Romo. I meant uh, across the board, you're across looking the, at a team right. that's unsettled. Team as yes. a whole. To me, this was, or the Giants were always going to win this. I was surprised the margin was so so narrow. Know that there was a lot of love for the New York Giants coming late, especially on the betting markets. It, it was Stack definitely man. trending that way. <laughs> Stackman was involved. Uh, Again, did not, two jets. Mel would be happy to know that uh, yeah, that last leg of my multi knocked over Lawrence. So Led to a very unsavory text oh, really? conversation between so Stacky and There's beef myself. in this booth. Oh, no, there's Is beef that... in this booth. Oh. It's hanging from the walls. Wow, it's drying but on the walls. Plenty to see there. You're right. Dallas offen- uh, on the defense side of the ball, definitely waiting for some horses to get back in the stable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy Gregory got out of rehab this morning. Demarcus Lawrence think... finishing his suspension. I know he's on the other side of the ball, but don't you think all of that... Like, that Lack of talent, that sort of unsettled feel is going to permeate through an entire squad, even if I appreciate they're very compartmentalised. For the opening part of the season, absolutely, because it puts a lot of pressure on the offence that they can't make mistakes Mm. because they can't trust the defence to hold up. Uh, I think the defence did a decent enough job, but uh, the offence is going to be a little too conservative. You're going to look at Dak Prescott to really protect the ball. Oh, I love this part. I love it. I love it. This is a new seg. We've been heading down this road. We've been heading down this road a little... (laughs) A little disgruntlement, perhaps a little disillusionment for our new segment to touch on some players that have let us down over the past five to seven days. We do bring you... I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Ah, uh, Zach Efron. We've all been on the end of... Not Zach Efron, Zac but... Zach Efron sounds Amer- African. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> we have been on the end... Of that Ooh. line from parents <clears throat> and, 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 you know, senior figures in our lives before. Oh boy. So... Who has left you feeling blue, feeling not mad, not upset, but disappointed in week one, Melanie? Well, I've got Kenny Stills. And now he is a friend of the show. He came on to do our Super Bowl preview last season. Shout out to Kay Stills. We we got a lot of love for the guy. Um, a fan from way back. Out in Miami. He dropped an absolute sitter. You mm. could not have had a better throw by Ryan Tannehill. He was in the clear. No one in front of him. I'm going to say about 10, 15 yards out from the end zone. And it just it's landing in his hand. You almost see it in slow motion. Muffs the catch. Just does not get it. Doesn't stick. And you're thinking, well, that game came down to two. And uh, those those six points would have mattered a lot in the end. Good mathematics Six there. minus two equals four. Yes. It checks out. Checks Lawrence, out. You're, mm-hmm. uh, you're, not, you're actually angry about this. Yeah, I know you're meant to be disappointed. I, but you're I'm, meant to, <laughs> I'm meant to be disappointed. I'm disappointed. Look, I'm not going to dive into <laughs> too far into the Terrence Williams thing. We've been to Dallas and Texas already, but Terrence Williams... Uh, when you have no timeouts left and the seconds are ticking away. Uh, two yards upfield doesn't matter unless it's a touchdown line, but heading out of bounds, even with uh, oh, air flight marshal Des Bryant standing there pointing at him, <laughs> head out of bounds, <laughs> Terrence Williams 
Always do what oh, Des says. Uh, Paddy. RG3, <laughs> devastating. He was tipped as P-Stack's breakout player or breakback player of When you're the third of anything, you hope it's good, right? You know, I love the fact that he had that beautiful rainbow arc. You know how I feel about RG3. And, uh, well, the great man, he's gone for the season by the sounds of things. No pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, just a nasty, nasty shoulder injury and a spot on so IR. Can't be angry about it, but, yeah, I am disappointed. I'm looking at you, Pat, and I actually genuinely think you are... You are quite disappointed. Well, You've I like to be right. Things. I'm right most of the time. So <laughs> I don't like to break that trend in week one of my podcasting NFL career. Uh, and there was no devastating in- injury as well with Keenan Allen. There was. Allen, you can speak is... for all of us here. We're all devastated. Mm, Keenan Allen out with a torn ACL. Look, I picked so. these guys to be a dark horse and, and a bolter to make, make a run, uh, the Chargers, at the AFC playoffs, but without Keenan Allen, that offense flows through him. Uh, Travis Benjamin is a nice piece, but he cannot be the number one wide receiver mm. uh, in that offense. So I think it's a huge step back. Look, this was a team that was marching about the field against Kansas City, your Kansas oh, City Chiefs. That victory had me churning through Google looking for <laughs> Chiefs merchandise. I tell you, I was so excited. Did you get anything? Check Gumtree. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a get stuck into it. I need some. The big problem is all the best gear is like warm weather, is, is, mm. is warm stuff for cold weather yeah. environments. You know, Size triple XL. I found a few yeah. holes in the Australian uh, NFL relationship. So Patrick Stack reveling in the tears of Keenan Allen, reveling in the tears of his co-host. Emotional vampire. More than one ex-girlfriend has called me. So yeah. Whoa. Into that will. Yeah, we going? we're going into green and gold zone now. Okay, Again, sweet. we still haven't heard back from any of you with any suggestions to improve the name of this segment. So we're all ears. But green and gold zone is where we're at right now. Caramello koalas. Okay. Anyway, all four sure. Aussies they were on active rosters this season. They saw action in week one. Adam Gotsis, the rookie Bronco. I mean, he had how many? Five or six uh, snaps that he was a part of. A lot of injuries rocking that D-line. So, uh, But he, he didn't really get to lay on any tackles, per se. He was just doing his job, doing right. the blocks, chasing down the ball, but the tackle was already made. Kind of interesting, he did feature in the broadcast, though, as uh, the third guy next to Brandon Marshall, who was uh, kneeling at the during the national oh, anthem. The so, thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, interestingly... Marshall lost a sponsor because of doing that. But so they keep using this this picture of, of they, they, with Adam Gottes in the show. Yeah, CenturyLink, I believe. Absolutely. And you has know, Kaepernick lost any sponsors? Oh, don't Did think he have so, any no. sponsors to lose? 49ers released a statement supporting him, so I think he's good. Interesting to note that a few heroes on Twitter, and I use heroes in serious serious quotation keyboard marks. Warriors, here. Keyboard warriors, I believe is the term. Keyboard warriors. Oh my. <laughs> Got on there and uh, said, well, Brandon Marshall's copping a bunch of heat. How about Adam Godsus without his hand over his heart during the American anthem? anthem. It's not his anthem, Uh, you idiots. They were pretty quickly uh, informed. Mm. Would have been quite lols if he took a knee in that regard. (laughs) 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 You make a great point. Brad Wing was the the second Aussie we're looking at. Third year in in the league. Now he's with the New York Giants. Five punts, 36.2 yard average. But don't look too much into that because he, like most Aussie punters, is all about getting them deep, just keeping them in their own territory. Yep. Only 16 yards, uh, return yards did, okay. uh, did his punting result, which is a great result. Lachlan Edwards at the Jets, mm-hmm. uh, also performing pretty admirably with a uh, net average of 44.3 yards. Very respectable for a debut. Very Solid. much so. A, a gross average of over 50, 54-yard uh, behemoth long punt there. And Jordan Berry off to a nice start for the Steelers as well. So that covers a solid week from plenty of Aussies around the NFL. And one we hope to see joining the ranks on an NFL roster very soon is University of Utah's own two-time Ray Guy award winner, Tom Hackett, who joins us on the line now. Tom, how are you doing? 
Very well. How are you guys doing? Great. Yep. I'm excited after a big week of NFL. So for those that don't know, you were with the Jets uh, immediately after the draft, signed as an undrafted free agent and went into a camp battle with fellow Aussie Lachlan Edwards. Unfortunately, when Ryan Fitzpatrick was brought back into the fold, that spelled the end of the time in New York. What have you been up to since being cut by the Jets and, and how are you keeping uh, in rhythm at, with the hope of another call-up coming soon? Um, I, I kind of went back to square one for a second there and um, I was helping out my girlfriend's old man renovate his house. So, <laughs> oh, nice. um, nothing all that enthusiastic. It was uh, But strong brownie points though, Tom, then, surely. Yeah, no, I know. I kind of went from the peak of the peak to arguably the bottom of the bottom. No offense <laughs> to tradies out there, but I've got an internship I've got to finish to uh, graduate school. I I wasn't able to graduate at my time at uh, the university, so I'm doing that with a radio station out here, which uh, thus far has been kind of fun. Well, firstly, have you got a DJ name if you're on the radio? I don't. I'm actually not on the radio during my internship. He actually treats me like... Uh, like a regular intern. Oh, that, so you're um, getting coffee. You're doing which coffee Which is all runs. I could ever ask for, really. So <laughs> I'm actually back in the, in the producer's booth learning how to produce a show. But I am, uh, I am working the sidelines for him this weekend for, the, for Utah's game against San Jose. So that'll be my first real introduction to uh, the radio world. We'll see how I go. Tom, there's, surely there's a parallel there. The lack of respect you're feeling as a radio intern, is that something you've experienced before in another profession, say, I don't know, punting? Is there a sort of a parallel to be reached there at all? Uh, probably. You know, coming into youth, uh, I had to earn my, uh, my scholarship and, and my starting spot. So um, I did my year's internship, I guess, at Utah, my freshman year, and then I was able to get three years under, um, under my belt um, as a starting punter on scholarship, which was uh, which was nice. So I mean, yeah, similar similar to what I'm doing now, I guess. My boss Bill Riley did warn me that he would treat me like an intern, and I uh, <laughs> I responded with I've heard most things. So I look forward to it. You would probably still have a place in an NFL team. Do you when you watch you're watching football at the moment? Do you have any teams uh-huh. that you watch and you go, yeah, I could do better than that? I mean, personally, we're we're looking at Minnesota, perhaps maybe San Diego, maybe even Arizona. But uh, but as you as a punter looking for for a gig, is that running through your mind? You know, the, at the back of my mind, it is. It's the NFL. One of the things they they kept drilling to uh, the playing group at the New York Jets was was that the NFL fans were not for long, and so I mean. It was it was pretty uh, evident out there that it's a league full of uh, adversity and, and very few people make it. And so mm. I came into the the league knowing that I might not crack it the first time. Um, if I happen to get a shot again, I still might not crack it. I might live my entire life not cracking it. And, and that's something that I kind of understood going into it. I, I I didn't have a family behind me that, that relied on me to make the NFL, mm. um, like some kids coming out of college do. So I watch the NFL, and I'm watching the Pittsburgh game now, and, and I want to see Jordan punt, and, and obviously I hope the best for him. I don't actually watch that much NFL, to be honest with you. I prefer watching college football, but I would be lying if I if I told you that I didn't you know, go and look at some of the some of the uh, the stats after after each week, I 
my agent still calls me every couple of days to see how I'm going, and every time he calls, I get really excited that team's called, and, and he answers with, um, hey, Tom, how you doing? Just calling to see what's up, which ruins my day every time, but that's fine. <laughs> Does that, you talk about it being not for long. That's a really interesting sort of, I guess, perspective on things. Does it change your mindset, or do you think I'm going to be able to stick with this mentally as long as I have to to make it happen? Or the fact that everyone keeps telling you it's not for long, does that sort of erode at your sort of sense of confidence of what you're trying to achieve? No, not for me. I, I went into New York, and if I get another shot, I'll go into that job with a very similar mindset. I'm going to punt the way that I punt. Um, my punting is a representation of who I am, and if I fail within the NFL, then, then at least I know that I failed at doing it the way I want to do it and, and, and not uh, succumbing to, say, people out there that, that tell me otherwise and, and that I'm doing it wrong because if I failed that way, I would look back on it thinking, why wouldn't I have just done it my way? And if it worked out, it worked out. If it didn't, it didn't. So so I kinda, that's kind of my mindset and... and I look forward to the next opportunity in life, whether it be in the NFL or, or in the broadcasting world or whatever it may be. But but for now, it's kind of my motto, and, and I'm enjoying life, uh, stress-free weekend with, uh, with a few hot dogs and, and beers. So it's not the end of the world. It's certainly not. You mentioned the punting the way you punt, uh, which is obviously very accurate, uh, specific locations, misdirection and, and hiding the direction of your punts uh, with the style that you bring. Uh, how receptive do you feel the NFL, uh, not just the Jets, but across the league, how receptive do you feel they were to, to your style and your approach to, to the specialist role? You know, I went into the combine and part of my pro day, as well as workouts with the Chargers and Jets, that um, I did do some traditional NFL-style punting, and, and especially at the combine, the, the vast majority of that was showing my capabilities within spiral punting, and... And I, and I thought I did a really good job, to be honest with you. I am a realist, so if I didn't think I did, did a good job, I'd tell you. I, I really did honestly think I came out of both those things stronger and, and gave myself the best chance to make an NFL team. And, and when I finally got to the Jets, I was up against uh, Lockie Edwards, who I'm, who I'm sure you guys know very well now. Um, and I just couldn't, I couldn't compete from a power perspective. I, I underestimated how much leg he actually has I guess, and uh, and I and I think of things to the point where I was hitting more directional, and I wasn't doing the rugby scheme. I was still punting from inside the pocket, but all of my punts were the Aussie drop punt, and I was hitting the ball 40 to 45 yards, 4-2 to 4-5, 4-6 maybe, um, but they were sideline to sideline, kind of the way I, I punt, and, and Rocky was was his 6-4 dominant self, Hitting big balls, I wouldn't say one after the other necessarily, but but uh, he was a little shaky at times, and, and I felt as though I was in there for a real shot. If I had been given the opportunity to play in preseason games, uh, the problem I had was that in practice, the punt returner knows exactly where I'm punting, and so it kind of defeats the purpose of making them run around like a headless chicken, which is what I like to do. Was that you talk about going head to head with Lockie? Obviously, both Australian. Is that a strange dynamic? You know, both on the other side of the world sort of competing for this niche position seems a pretty unusual sort of position to be in. I mean, I guess I, I guess it may sound as if we were literally going head-to-head. We actually became, uh, you know, really good mates. Uh, we did everything together. We shared a hotel room for a number of months there, and then 
you know, if he went into the ice bath, I'd probably be in there or going with him and vice versa. You know, we go to all the meetings together. We have a lot of spare time to hang out with each other. We'd talk footy or, or whatever the conversation of that day was. So, um, yeah, no, we were, we, were, we were best mates out there and, and had a blast with each other and I learned off him. I'm sure he, or at least I hope, learned something off me. And uh, when he got the job, I was obviously devastated for myself. But at the same time... Uh, you know, what's meant to be, meant to be, and, and it's his job now, and um, I'm obviously, you know, very happy. I think he's had uh, a pretty good start to the season for a rookie player. Yeah, what do you make of that debut so far? I mean, he had a three punts, 44.3 net yard punt average, one inside 20, and that, that leg, again, on show, 54 yards was the long kick. Anytime you can you can have a net of 40, it's a success. Um, and in the NFL, to be honest with you, you see... Guys winning Pro Bowl appearances off a 42-yard net. And for a rookie punter especially, you know, coming into a league, um, I'm sure there are nerves in there, and uh, he's been able to tame them pretty well thus far. Yeah, and, I mean, back to the Jets camp, what was that like for you and, I guess, interacting with other players? Some big names in that team. you got Revis, you got Fitzpatrick, you got Brandon Marshall. Um, Did you bond with any of the other big-name players or other players in general at the Jets? Oh, I was out there, OTAs out there for a couple of months and, and got to know a fair few of them. I never really intruded on, on them or, or got in their way. I, I like to keep to myself and uh, they don't mean all that much to me like they do to most people out there. So. <laughs> I just want to know now in terms of the next step for you, how on earth, you talked about going back to square one earlier in the interview, how on earth do you sort of keep yourself sharp and keep training and get yourself in the condition that you're ready for the call-up should it come? You work out, first of all. That's something I've never been great at, but you you force yourself (laughs) to go to the gym. And and even if it's for 20 minutes one day, if you can just get yourself there, that's that's a start and and that's a win in my book. So I try and work out most days, uh, especially Monday through Friday anyway, and then... And then a couple times a week, I'll, I'll head out to uh, to knock the ball around and, and, and just stay in punting shape, if that's even a thing, you know. But <laughs> punters don't necessarily have to be in shape. But but uh, for me, anyway, it's important to just keep knocking the pigskin around and uh, feeling it come off my shoe, and that's kind of what I've been doing whenever. What's your guiltiest pleasure? You know, do you <laughs> love a few beers, hot dogs? What is it, smoked meats? Have you got one that you just love getting uh, around? Because it doesn't sound like the gym's your thing. doesn't sound like Fitzbo's your sort of thing. No, the gym's not my thing. And um, I'm guilty in a lot of areas of, of, of forms of cuisine. But uh, beers are obviously something that I've always enjoyed from being back in Australia and, and having that culture around me. I enjoy a good beer, not that they're easy to find in America, but probably a good hamburger or something. Uh, You're a bit of a golfer too, right aren't you? For me. I love golf. Yeah, I actually thought <laughs> of myself uh, a new tailor-made RFI one irons, which hey. should be getting here in a couple of days, which is very exciting. Hey, Tom, thanks so much for the chat. Just, just as we finish, I just want to ask you, I've had to interview too many athletes over the last 10 years, and you've got to be uh-huh. just about one of the most chilled ones ever. Do you, do you enjoy NFL? Do you like it, quite enjoy watching it? Are you, would you classify yourself as an NFL fan? Like, I know you say you don't watch that much, but... Do you really get that much into it, or do you just see it sort of as it's just a bit of a job? Like, you know, you obviously enjoy knocking the pigskin around, but uh, it's more of a job than, say, say a passion. 
You know, I wouldn't call my I, I call myself a fan of of American football. Um, for years now, I've been saying that that within the game of football, there are so many facets of it, and um, I've learned to enjoy it a lot more than what I once did. I just love and have always loved kicking a football around, um, <laughs> all shapes and sizes. That has been my passion for years on end now, and. And it's the same with the game of football. When I'm on a team or when I'm not on a team, if I can get outside and, and kick a football around, that's kind of what I love doing because the challenge is much greater than what most people think. And yeah. and and so to be able to succeed at that or, or fail, for that matter, is is something that brings me back and, and keeps me coming back for more. So, yeah, I'd call myself an in, a punting enthusiast uh, <laughs> more so than a, than an American football enthusiast, that's for sure. Well, whichever way the next challenge comes to you, we'll be keeping a close eye, including as you do some sideline work this week for uh, the Utah Utes. Very nice. They're off to a 2-0 record. I'm sure you'll be celebrating that win over BYU. But thank you so much for joining us and hope that phone rings very shortly for you. No worries, Pat. Well, and Mel, thanks for having me. I uh, sure do appreciate it. It's been a while. Okay, that wraps us up for week two on the Hard Count NFL podcast by Fox Sports Australia with Mel, Pat and Laurie. Um, Moving on to our week two headlines. What are you guys going to see in week two as the headlines? Josh McCown leads Cleveland Revival as the Browns stun the 1-0 Baltimore Ravens. Plenty of anger in that matchup. For me, I've got the Bucks perhaps getting the cards on a slide at home going 0-2 for the season. I like the way the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have looked so far. They have a very potent offense. Yeah, and I think uh, Brock Osweiler is going to underline the stack theory of hunky quarterbacks doing well by (laughs) delivering the Texans to a 2-0 season start, unfortunately at the expense of my Kansas City Chiefs. That's really somber. You've got wow. I like introspective. Have you been oh. watching some sad movies or something? Oh, I tell you what, I watched. I was watched us down twenty four three to an absolutely mediocre San Diego <laughs> Chargers outfit at home, and I've got zero confidence gotcha. in our abilities. And Alex Smith running in the touchdown was great, but it also disguised the fact that he couldn't throw for the touchdown, so he had to actually <laughs> run it in because he couldn't capably throw a six yard. Touchdown. For further hot takes on Alex Smith and his uh, fantastic throwing abilities and more, please go to our social media avenues. What are they, Laurie? Remind the people. At Hard Count Fox for the podcast, at Patrick Stack Fox, for Stacky, at Melanie Danyashki, mm. uh, D I N J A S K I. I've got that down, Pat. Thanks, and of Laurie. course, at Laurie Horesh for lukewarm takes and cowboy tears. But that'll do us as Stacky gets revved up for whatever the Chiefs have in fold for him and the rest of the NFL has ready for us over the next seven days. Thank you for joining us as always, and we will see you next time. Stay hard.